You're listening to You've Got This, Q&A number 62. I'm Katie Linder, host of You've Got This. Each week, I post a Q&A episode to answer questions related to surviving and thriving in an academic life. You can email, tweet, or comment in the show notes to ask a question that could be featured on the show. Now, on to today's question. On this week's Q&A episode, I wanted to answer a question from Lori on Twitter. I put out a call every once in a while for questions um, that people have that they want me to answer on the show. And Lori responded and said, alternatives to the empirical journal article, value to different career paths, add variety to publishing package, emphasize certain skills. Um, Obviously, this is, you know, shortened for Twitter speak. But I think what Lori is asking is, What are the different ways that people can write as academics and still have it count in different ways? What are the different kind of benefits to a range of different writing that you might be able to do beyond the empirical journal article? So I definitely wanted to address this, um, especially because I do a lot of writing outside of journal articles now, and I've really shifted what I'm doing in terms of my own career and my own writing. And I think that Lori raises kind of an interesting question. And there's a few different ways to think about it. One is, what is the stage of your career? And what are you trying to do? You know, like, what is the goal of where you are with your career? Because if you are on a tenure track um, position, for example, you may really need to have journal articles. You, you know, you might really need to be adding certain things to your CV. Um, depending on your discipline, that might be a book. It might be turning your dissertation into a book. It might be writing a second book because you want to move toward promotion. I mean, there's so many different possibilities of where you currently are and what you need. Because I have never been on the tenure track, I've had a lot of freedom about what I wanted to publish, where I wanted to publish it, and the kinds of things that I was, I could kind of follow my interests and my passions. And so you'll see in my publication history, uh, quite a range of things that I've published, starting in my um, early career with women and gender studies, and then moving into faculty development, and now the work that I do with online um, teaching and learning. So um, one of the things I guess I would say to Lori is that you have to kind of think about where are you in your career and what are your goals? And and is something like journal article writing really going to get you where you want to go? Now, at this stage in my career, I have a little over a dozen, I think, peer-reviewed journal articles on my CV, which to some people that might seem like an incredibly small number, depending on your discipline. To other people, that might seem like a larger number. I mean, it's, it's all completely relative. So that's something to know. It's just kind of depending on where you are in your discipline And the trajectory of your career, you know, like, what does it even really mean to have these kinds of things on your CV? Um, But I can also say, so just to kind of calculate, I have to kind of think back, how many years are we talking about since I graduated? So I'm about, uh, let's see, six years out, uh, almost seven years out from defending my PhD. Um, And so I have a dozen peer-reviewed articles I'm working on soon to be my my fourth book. I'm wrapping up my third book, moving on to book number four. There's four edited collections on my CV. Um, and then there's a bunch of other kinds of writing as well, which is what I want to turn my attention to. So Lori has asked about alternatives to journal articles. And at this stage of my career, what's interesting is I do more things that are not peer-reviewed. I do things like research reports. And so in the last two years for the job that I have at Oregon State, we've released um, three different research reports based on national studies that we've done. And some of those have also resulted in peer-reviewed papers as well, um, kind of in conjunction because we had 
extra data or additional findings that we wanted to share out. Um, but these research reports, I think, count as publications. The most recent one um, was like 86 pages or something. So that's a definitely a form of writing, I think, that is an alternative to the journal article. If you have a research report that you're releasing that's based on you know, a national study that's going to be of interest to a large audience of people. And those studies, when we release them, um, have been accompanied by press releases that have come out from Oregon State to kind of share out the results of those studies. So it's a different kind of awareness of the work that we're doing um, through the research unit. And it's not really the same as promoting the work. Um, I mean, I've never had to promote my work through press releases before um, working at Oregon State and working with these research reports. So for me, that has a lot of value to the current career path that I have in terms of really sharing out what we're doing, building our reputation as a research unit. And you could certainly do that through peer-reviewed articles. Um, but we have found this, you know, this releasing of the research reports to be equally valuable. I also think, um, as many of you know, I do a lot of blogging, which I don't really call it blogging. I, I refer to it more as like essay writing every week. I release something through my newsletter, but I'm keeping kind of those writing muscles warm through more informal writing. Um, and then the other piece I would say that I'm doing a lot of is, is, is kind of obvious is book writing. And I've actually really turned a lot of my writing energy and my writing attention to book writing and also to editing. And I do um, right now a couple edited collections for my day job. And then I'm working on uh, the books that I write on the side as well. So I think, again, you know, I have a lot more freedom than other people do who are in a very specific career path, especially those of you who might be on the tenure track and can't necessarily just kind of go where the wind takes you in terms of your publication. But I do think that when you look at my CV, there's actually a really broad range of things on there. So I've got the journal articles, I've got the books, I've got the edited collections, I have the research reports, and I'm also editing a series now for my publisher um, that's going to be coming out in 2018. So all of those books are kind of coming out with you know my stamp on them in terms of um, nurturing the authors to bring those books into the world. And you know, there, so there's just kind of a smattering of a bunch of different things. Now, the other thing that I think is kind of really interesting um, as an alternative to the journal article, and we don't usually think about this, is other kinds of written products, for lack of a better word, or things that we would produce that are kind of compilations of work that we have done over time. And I think a really good example of this actually is course building. And oftentimes people don't think about courses as involving a lot of writing, but if you are teaching an online course, it is a huge amount of writing. And I've just wrapped up, and I'm going to be talking about it um, very soon on the show, a course that I've been building on academic book promotion. And this course, I ended up kind of um, scripting the videos for this course. And then I took those transcripts and I put them into like a lightly edited ebook version in case anybody wanted to read instead of watch the videos. And it was like over 160 pages of this ebook. I basically wrote a second book this year by accident because I built this course. And it took me about six months to put it together. And um, anyway, I'll tell you more about it in a different episode. But the point of that is like we do a lot of writing that we aren't counting as writing. And I think that course building is a big part of that. And we're packaging our knowledge in really kind of unique and interesting ways. And that doesn't always get counted in the ways that you know, I think it should be in terms of value and, and what we're kind of doing in terms of our own creativity and our knowledge. So I would say that that's kind of another possibility as an alternative, even though it's probably not going to count in the eyes of a lot of other people. 
So I'm sure that there are so many things that I'm possibly missing here in terms of all the different kinds of alternatives to journal articles. But all this to say, I think we're getting to a place in academia where if you're not on the tenure track, you actually have a lot of choices about what you can write and where you can publish and where you can be kind of sharing out your knowledge in different ways. And I feel like I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to really explore that. And I've had a lot of freedom and a lot of autonomy and independence about being able to do that. And that was in part because of choices that I made about my career and and not pursuing the tenure track in in an intentional way. Um, But I think that we need to start thinking outside the box a little bit about what it is that we're creating and how we're sharing it out with people. I think that there's been a lot of concern about how journals are being bundled, how they're being sold, about how basically academics do all this work for free and then it gets sold back to us in these journals. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions that are being raised about that and a lot of, you know, interest in what it means to publish in an open way and, you know, all these different kinds of things. And so I guess I would just, it comes back to what I said in the beginning, which is what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And I think we're starting to realize that for people who are on the tenure track, it can be pretty narrow in terms of what you're expected to do, um, but you can always infuse creativity and your own passions into that. And especially if you're not constrained by the tenure track, there's a ton of different options of what you can do. So I would love to hear everyone's answers to Lori's question as well. What are the different alternatives that you have to the journal article? What value are those alternatives adding to your career path? What are the different um, varieties of things you're adding to your publishing package? And also what kinds of skills are they emphasizing? And I think some of the things that I've talked about here really emphasize the skill of talking to different audiences. At the very least, when you work with different genres of writing, you're definitely speaking, you know, with different tones to different kinds of people and arguing different things. So that's a skill I've definitely picked up over time. But Lori, I want to thank you so much for this question. It really got me thinking about the different kinds of writing I do now, how it's changed over time. And I would just love to hear from others about their responses to this question as well. So thanks so much for checking in with this week's q and I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week answering another question. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGT for You've Got This podcast.com. That's YGTpodcast.com. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Katie double underscore Linder or at YGT underscore podcast. You can also connect with me by emailing feedback at YGTpodcast.com. In addition to You've Got This, you can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the Anatomy of a Book podcast, available in iTunes, and via the Academic Creative weekly email newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn more about my work and projects, visit my website, katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.